before you earn. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Gates reads one book per week. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Oprah, well, she's just obsessed with books. Notice the common theme here? Successful people never stop learning. You're trying to get your freedom. You're trying to learn how to read. You're trying to escape. Uh-uh. It's Saturday and it's 8 a.m., folks. It's that time. Time for the 8 a.m. Blog Talk Book Club. Let's go, folks. It's time to stimulate the mind. Time to hear thought-provoking words. When we read, your imagination improves. You become smarter. It reduces the stress. Yes, that's right. It reduces the stress. Let's go, folks. Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 8 a.m. Eastern Book Club call. We do this call every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Central, 5 a.m. Pacific Time. Not specific, (laughs) but Pacific Time. (laughs) And uh, we talk about what we call the book of the moment, not not the book of the month, book of the moment. And uh, today is actually the last day of our book of the moment. We're going to change books. Uh, but we've been reading Outwitting the Devil by Mr. Napoleon, the late, great Napoleon Hill. Um, great book, excellent book. Hopefully, hopefully you all have been reading along. Hopefully you read the book, bought the book, you know, have it in your, uh, in your inventory to where you can actually go back to it some other time. If you did get it, please get it so you can have it. I know everything is being electronic now, but it's nothing like having that book, man. Nothing like having a where you can just, you know, dog ear ear it and just mark it up and just do a lot of things with it. Not saying that you shouldn't have, you know, you know, shouldn't be up to date in the in 2020 where everybody's, you know, doing things online now. But I tell you, it's nothing like having a copy of it. You know, it's nothing like having a copy of your own. So. Um, if you didn't get it, make sure you get it. You can read it um, as you, you know anytime. Um, but hopefully, you've been kind of following through with what we've been kind of discussing and uh, coming, going back, listening to the replay and things of that sort. Because it takes um, that to really get it. It really does. You know, if you really want to understand the things that we talk about, it takes repetition. Uh, you know, doing things on a, over and over and over. Same thing, you know, looking at your notes, highlighting stuff, going back, reading it. Um, it's kind of like a job within a, within itself, kind of like your own little job that you do, but it's a self-starting job. Like you have to be a self-starter. Nobody's going to wake you up and make you do it. Like nobody's going to wake you up and make you get on this call uh, or listen to uh, anything that we suggest. So, you know, having success in life, uh, it's a it's – is work, you know. Learning new things is work, um, and you know, I, you know. Sometimes people think, well, Tony, I've, I've heard this, you know, Tony. Sometimes the stuff is it, it doesn't take all that. <laughs> but you know what? You know, I'll say this. 
to some people, maybe it doesn't. You know, I, I'll put it that way because I've seen people, I've been around a few in my life that maybe have a natural ability to where it might not take all of that for some people. But for most, it takes that. You know, like, you know, some people have a natural gift. They're born with it, and they might can, um, and well, not might, they can do things um, that are exceptional just by, you know, just by living. You just naturally like that, you know. But what I, you know, what I realized, too, also, now, I'm not, those people are special. But a lot of times, talent and ability is not enough. You know, John C. Maxwell had a book out about that. But then again, there are some, you know, ones that have that ability and they put the work in. But I think that most people have been trained and programmed. Uh, you know, I always said we were born to win, but trained and programmed to lose. And so our thought process is a little bit different than most. And so we have to, you know, do extra work, put in extra time, double down on things to make it work for us. All right. So now. I'm gonna recap today, but I'm gonna recap. The, I'm gonna recap in my way. I wish you all would send me a text. You know, I've been asking that. I think I had a few people do it, but before we end the call today, a text on something, uh, a page, a chapter, or something that you read that influenced you, or really, I didn't say influenced you, enlighten you, or something that maybe frustrated you, or something that maybe angered you. <laughs> It did something to you. <laughs> it did something to you. It made you mad, made you sad, made you glad. You know, uh, it was thought-provoking. You know, you didn't understand it. You know, something like that. You know, let me know that you all, uh, well, you got to let me know that. I believe you all re- read the book. Just, well, no. Let me know. <laughs> let me know you found something in the book. There might be, you know, something that angered you, something that enlightened you, something that got you excited, something that was interesting, something that, that was confusing to you. Um, just t- tell me the page, and I'll go to it. But until then, until then, I will uh, just recap on my own. Now, replay number 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085, same PIN code, 783357-POUND. And also, we on the podcast platforms. Again, must say, this is not a podcast. So if somebody go out there and you send them to them, man, that's not a podcast. They on a conference call. <laughs> yes, we are. This is not. But we put it on a podcast platform so it's easy access that you guys can get to it at any time, 24-7-365. Uh, you can listen to it over and over. You can share it. It's just easy access, um, and it's a great place to store, you know, these calls so that you can get to them. And if you like them, you like any of the calls, share them, please. You know, it's easy to share. You can share from your phone to somebody else and let, you know, somebody else hear this because it's free. <laughs> it's free, and it's some good stuff, man. If you really get into it, it really is, and, and we need this. The world needs it. Everybody needs to hear it. A lot of people are going to go through their whole life. Think about this. It's going to be people going through their whole life or people who have gone through their whole life and never read a thought-provoking book. 
Think about it. Never read anything that was a self-help, something that was enlightening to them, something that that could uh, get you to thinking, like I said, thought-provoking, get you to think about some of the things that you were programmed and you know, just never. Just think about it. You can think about your relatives, parents. You know, I think about my mother and father and uh, both educators, you know, taught school for 30 years. Think, you know, but I know for a fact, at least, well, I ain't going to say for a fact, but <laughs> I would bank on it that 90, I would put 99.9% on it that, because I never saw one of those books in the house, unless they hid it from me. <laughs> unless they hid it from now, I guess they could have read it in college, but I don't think, it was there. I really don't. And so I didn't see them in the household reading any books like that. Think about it. And there's people who go on their whole life who never, ever had anything to question their beliefs that they have and never have anything to even, you know, get them to thinking about why they think this way and certain so think about it, that's amazing. So that's why I say you don't know that when you share this stuff, if you like it and it's moving you, what it can do to another person. Might anger them, it might but it might you know, they might grab it and say, Wow. You know, especially if you if you're feeding a younger mind. Some of you guys that are up in age, uh, I don't want to call any names. Because, <laughs> you know, myself and my young crew, we don't, you know, like to <laughs> talk about some of you older guys. So, you know, <laughs> our 35 and 40 year olds, you like the category I'm in. We don't do that, so. <laughs> All right, so let's get started here. But, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just put Tony Fleming in mindset and, uh, you know, like Apple, iTunes, Breaker. We're on 16 different platforms. And if you don't want to do that, you don't have the app, just text me right after the call, 678 644 and I will send you the link, and it'll be right there in your message, and it'll be there forever. You can just go listen to them at any time, um, and you can go back and share it and, you know, play it, listen to it at any time. So, all right, let's go. So um, I'm just going to open the book, and I'm going to go to a highlighted section. This is going to be my recap. Uh, this is going to be my recap. And I'm going to go to the highlighted section, talk a little bit about it, and then find me another highlighted section. Really, it's crazy because it seems like everything in here is highlighted. But let's go with uh, uh, let's go with this. Man, everything is highlighted. Just a recap of the book, some of the things. Okay, he talks about. So he's talking to the devil about the fears that that uh, the devil has given him 
these six fears uh, that paralyzes individuals. So he says, which of these six fears serve you most often, your majesty? And he says, the first and the last, which is the poverty fear and the death fear. He says, that, he says at one time or another during life, I tightened my grip on all people through one or both of these. He said, I, I plant these fears in the minds of people so definitely they believe them to be their own creation. I accomplish this end by making people believe I am standing just beyond the entrance gate of the next life, waiting to claim them after death for eternal punishment. You know how to, <laughs> so they talk about you going to hell and, and, and he's waiting on you. So he says, that's how I accomplish that fear, because I get people to believe that. I get them to believe their own creation. You know, he said, I get them to believe that, you know, I'm standing right there waiting on you. Uh, he says, now, of course, I cannot punish anyone except in that person's own mind through some form of fear. Wow. He said, I can't punish y'all. I can't do anything. But you can punish yourself by thinking about it. You can punish yourself by the, by the words that were said to you to make you believe that that was going to happen. He said, but the fear of the thing which does not exist is just as useful to me as the fear that which does exist. <laughs> it's, like your, it's like your subconscious mind. You know, we talk about uh, that your subconscious mind doesn't know uh, right from wrong, doesn't know real from fake, doesn't know if it's, this thing is an actual thing that's going on because whatever you give the subconscious mind, it takes it in as if it's real. So, so that's why we always talk about that you can't be so concerned and worry your death worry yourself to death about a situation that might happen because the subconscious takes it in that it has happened. And so even if you get to that point where it doesn't happen, you've already lived it in your mind I don't know how long because the fear was there, the thought was there, and you just took it in and took it in. And that's, you know, I said the subconscious mind programs us. That's our life. You know, the things that we thought about all our life, the things that we heard, that brought us to where we are now. So the fear and the worry that we have that maybe never happened, in our subconscious it happened. So in our mind it happened, and so we heard, we heard it or thought about it over and over and over, so we started to become that. <laughs> if I was in church and I stand up in the pulpit right now and fold my arms, <laughs> you know, if I was in the hood, <laughs> that's what we do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I stand up and fold my arms and look around. Then I have the uh, the organ player hit the organ, hit the note. Mm. <laughs> Y'all get to scream. Y'all get screaming up in there. <laughs> so let me say this again. He said, I plant these fears in the minds of people so definitely that they believe them to be their own creation. 
I accomplish this by, to the end by making people believe I'm standing just beyond the interest gate of the next life. I'm just waiting on you. Waiting to claim them after death for eternal punishment. And let me add a few words to that, too. This is my words. And that fire hot down there. It's burning down there. It's burning hot, buddy. <laughs> of course, I cannot punish anyone except that that person's on mine through some form of fear. You know, that red, that fear of the, the red suit on with the pitchfork. <laughs> but <laughs> you can't tell me that that doesn't come up in your mind when you think about it. <laughs> Just like, just like when you think about Jesus, the white Jesus come up. But just like when you think about the devil, that red and that tail and that pitchfork, you can't tell me don't come up. <laughs> that thing which does not exist is just as useful to me as fear of that which does. All forms of fear extend the space I occupy in the human mind. So think about the beliefs that you have about that and what's really real. I mean, just, I mean, you pictured that for years. Now let's go back, let's just, I'm, and I'm going to kind of change the topic and come back to this in a minute, but think about it, what you, what, think about it, what you pictured was totally different for years. You never even thought about the devil. All you thought about was positive things and successful things in your in your life, you know, things that you, uh, the vision board you had in front of you. You know, the thoughts that you had about where you were going to go in life, the success that you – and I'll tell you this. I think about this all the time because, <clears throat> you know, I believe my sister is where she is now because of her thoughts and her beliefs about what she wanted to do. And I don't, she, I don't think she even understands that part of it. To me, I don't, I don't know if she's ever even read – I'm sure she's read some self-help and some – uh, mindset books. I hadn't seen them in a, in, a, in a ship, but I'm sure she's read some compared to her mother and father didn't. But her thought and her conversation for years was being an attorney and then being a judge, being an attorney and then being a judge. And and I, she visualized it, I'm sure, because she talked about it a lot. It was like, I'm going to do this. And that was it. And it happened because she talked talked about it and thought about it all the time. And another thing I noticed, too, that I think about now, which I don't think she planned it that way either, but she was in the circle of those people all the time, the ones that went to uh, – I remember her in undergrad. You know, she was two years ahead of me at Jackson State. And the people that she hung around then were the ones that were going to go to law school. When I think about it, and then I remember when she was at Tulane in law school, and I came to visit after I graduated. The people then—that's her environment that she was in. That's all they thought and talked about. Talked about. That's all they. So. Whether she even knew the steps of visualization and making things happen in your life by seeing it, it just, she lived it. All right, so back, but I just thought about that. So think about it. What if we, we were doing that and we operated that way and we did certain things over and over and over that we thought about it? But, you know, it's like some of y'all might say, well, this Tony, I'm, you know, I'm so old. 
But think about this. Pass this information on to the younger generation, and if you're going, if you're going to give up on it and say, I can't do it now, you know, I can give you the old Colonel Sanders stories. A lot of people out here that had success in their 60s and 70s and 80s, a lot of people. You know, you can pull up those if you want to, but if you already threw your hands in the air and said, that's it, try to help the next generation coming along. Introduce them to some of these thoughts that we talk about. But let's go back to, you know, when he says here about, I can't punish you, man. You know, I can't. It's your thoughts that do that. Your own thoughts punish you. I mean, punish us. I'm not pointing out anybody. Our own thoughts punish us. <clears throat> All right, I got somebody. Somebody, okay. All right. <laughs> All right, this person says, my most moving, I don't know if you want me to call your name out, so I'm just not going to do that. I don't call my name out. <laughs> can if you want me to. My most moving moment from the book was when the devil was discussing how he works through teachers, parents, and religious people. The most resonating point was the way that he described the school system because I honestly feel it applies in 2020. Our schools do not teach our babies to succeed, and if the parents haven't fed their own minds, then the children will fall victim to drifting as well. Then you have a whole family of drifters. This, to me, is how to become how it becomes generational. It's either generational to lose or the beginning of generational knowledge and wealth. That's so true. And think about this. This is one of the things that I always talked about. And it also angers people and it frustrates some teachers. And, and you know, but I'm going to still say it because – <clears throat> how it says here the most resonating point was the way that he described the school system because I honestly feel it applies to 2020. Our schools do not teach our babies to succeed, and if our parents haven't fed their own mind, then the children will fail, will fall victim to drifting as well. All right, here's the thing. I would say that the school teachers, you know, any out of all the professions, professional professions where you want to get a degree in, pays the least amount of money. So if you're making the least amount of money, nine times out of ten, you hadn't experienced anything. You hadn't even done anything in life that that's enlightening to you because you don't have the money to do it. You know, you don't have it. And so now you can only give a child the experiences that you've had. Besides the the books that you're reading from, that you know the you know the the books that the English books, the history books, but besides that, you can't even a teacher can't even give. And this is what some people get mad about, but it's the truth, because you hadn't even experienced a lot, because you didn't have the funds to even go and do that. You can even travel to see the world. You can even get in different environments. You're all in the same environments, so now you can only feed a child what you know. So when the child says. You know, I want to be this, I want to be that, or I can do this, I can do that. Your thought process is totally different. Even though you might say you're not, but come on. You can only give somebody what you are. You know what I'm saying? You you, you can only, the information that you have is the only thing. You can't give them something you never experienced, you don't have. So the thought process the whole time, I've been in the system. I've been in the school system trying to, uh, you know, help kids out. You know, take some of the kids that they're having some challenges with, 
And I did that for a few years till they moved me to the gym. <laughs> and had me start throwing the basketball to them. They moved me out of that part of reading to them, talking to them about life experiences. And they like, well, we need you in the gym today. And then that's when I disappeared after that because I'm, you were not, not going to just move me to the gym and have me. <laughs> I don't mind playing ball with them, but don't take away this, the other part. Don't take away the other part. So, yeah, you can't. The system can't. It's not even set up that way. It's not even set up for you to even, for a child to even, you know, now, private schools, where the, 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 the instructors are paid more money than better areas, that's a different story. In private schools, you know, it's a whole different story compared to public schools. So, yeah, um, appreciate that comment. Did somebody else send me something? Let me see that was. <clears throat> All right. Page 101, last answer on the page. It says, flattery is a bit of incomparable value to all who wish to gain control over others. It has powerful pulling qualities because it operates through two of the most common human weaknesses, vanity and egotism. Let me go to 101 here. Page 101, see here. Okay, it says the last answer on the page. Okay, so I'm going to read from the beginning, though, this question. That is a startling admission. Go ahead with your confession and stick strictly to this subject of flattery. No more side remarks, no more facetiousness of the present for the present. Tell me all about your use of flattery and gaining control over people. Okay, the devil says flattery is a bait of incomparable value to all who wish to gain control over others. It has powerful pulling qualities because it operates through two of the most common human weaknesses, vanity and egotism. Let me highlight that. There's a certain amount of vanity and egotism in everyone. In some people, these qualities are so pronounced they literally serve as a rope by which one may be bound. The best of all ropes is flattery. You know, that's that's social media now for a lot of people. The likes is flattery. The good comments is flattery. The bad comments are not. But, you know, flattery is the chief bait through which men seduce women. <laughs> it go from page to page. So, ooh, look at you. Girl, look how sexy. <laughs> I can't even. I don't even know how to say that. <laughs> but I read it. I can see. I can see that, and I can see people just. Woo. I mean, ladies. It says here. Sometimes, in fact, frequently, women use the same bait to gain control of men too, especially men who cannot be mastered through sex appeal. I teach this use to both men and women. Flattery is the chief bait with which my agents weave their way into confidence of people from whom they procure information needed to carry on warfare. <laughs> Wherever anyone stops to feed his vanity or flattery on flattery, I move in and begin to build another drifter. 
Non-drifters are not easily flattered. I inspire people to use flattery in every human relationship where its use is possible because those who are influenced by it become easy victims of the drifting habit. Says the devil, flattery is the chief bait through which men seduce women. You know, um, what was the movie, um, Devil's Advocate? Did y'all see that movie? And um, Vanity, uh, you know, <laughs> you know how the devil was talking to, uh, at the end, um, what's the guy name, uh, the, the attorney? Uh, gosh, can't think of his name right now. But, um, and he had, you know, he had uh, kind of, he caught him in the bathroom. You remember that? No, no. This was the stairwell scene at the end when, you know, he had finally lost his case for the first time. He wanted to be honest about everything, and he wanted to be true, you know, because all he thought about was winning the whole time, and he didn't want to lose any case. And when he finally did, the, the reporter showed up, which was the devil, and he started talking to him about, you know, and he didn't want to, he, he didn't want to, uh, he called himself cleaning up his act. But then the reporter started telling him that, you know, man, I can do a story on you tomorrow in the paper. Or I can tell you, you know, everything that you need. Keanu Reeves, yeah, that's right. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, Keanu Reeves, I can do all this stuff for you. And what he was doing was he was giving, he was, it was flattery. It was, it was vanity. And Keanu Reeves says, okay, now, some of y'all might not grab what I'm saying because, yeah, I guess you have to watch the movie, and I might not be saying it correctly. He said, okay, I'll do that. And when he went down the stairs, you know, the reporter turned back into the devil, and he smiled into the camera. That's how the movie actually ended. He said, you know, uh, vanity is one of my biggest weapons. That was a great movie, though. If you watched, if y'all hadn't seen Devil's Advocate, you definitely want to watch that movie. It was uh, actually a great, in my mind, it was a great movie. But, you know, vanity, egotism, the flattery thing, you know, is that's uh, that's really social media now, besides everything else that comes along with it. <clears throat> but a lot of people do it for that, and it drives them crazy if they don't get it, if they don't get the the flattery they don't because they they live for i mean think about it think about what's going on now with all the filters that's going i mean if y'all didn't tell me about filters well i'll just say lisa told me about filters i don't know anybody else and she would break it down what the filters are if i didn't i would look at things and see you know i I mean what i'm saying now to some people honestly honestly it's going to be some guys maybe some ladies too that's going to show up and meet somebody and they're going to be really, really angry when they see that that person really doesn't look like that. They're going to be really, really pissed when they show up and find out that they had those filters on and those pictures that they're putting on their pages, not really how they look, for real. There's going to be some guys, I can just picture that, you know, drove an hour and a half to meet somebody that they saw on social media. And when they come to that door, <laughs> I'm serious. There's going to be some serious stuff going on with that. All right, so um, let's do one more. Then we're going to wrap it up. All right. All right, so she, 
I don't know who this is, but they said, but I understand you to say that the only thing in nature is change. If that is true, then time is constantly changing and be recombining all things, including one's thought habits. How then could the law of hypnotic rhythm give permanency to one's thought habit? Boy, you got me. You got me on this. This is some deep stuff. Let me try to. He says it comes from chapter twelve. You got to give me a page. Give me a page right quick. Let me see chapter twelve. Uh, let me try to read this again. But I understand you say this. Is that the truth? Then time is constantly changing. Be recombining all things. You hit me with a deep one there. You got to give me a page, and let me—I mean, let me get to a paragraph or something. Because, um, or we can talk about it later. You know, I can hit you back on the text because that one there um, <laughs> saying a lot. <laughs> Man, it's eight thirty-five. It's already the time is already up, and I only recap one thing though. So, <laughs> well, I hope y'all read the book. Now, look, here's the new book that we're going to read. It's actually a new old book, and this is a book that I just picked up probably about a week ago just from the bookshelf and just was kind of flipping through it, flipping through it, and I was like, wow. This one, I don't think we reread this book. If we did, we had to reread it about five years ago. I think we read this book about ten years ago or nine years ago or something like that. Well, I probably read it myself three or four times, but not in the book club. Small book, old school book, but as I was flipping through it, I'm like, wow, there's some good stuff, man, that we need to hear again and again and again. So you're not going to be able to pick this up, like, you know, in a store or something like that. You're going to have to definitely – everybody ordered online now anyway, so you've got to search for this one probably. I don't know. You probably you probably can just go online and put it in. It'll pop up somewhere. So the name of the book, though, is called Success, the Glenn Bland Method. Success, the Glenn Bland Method. And it's how to set goals and make plans that really work. How to set goals and make plans that really work. Success, the Glenn Bland method, that's G-L-E-N-N, Bland method. Bland is B-L-A-N-D. I'll put a picture up uh, on my page so y'all know exactly. Now, you know, they probably changed the cover of the book because that's what they do change the book up a little bit, but it's the same information in it, I'm sure. Uh, same information. All right, so uh, let's see here. Make sure I don't have any more text. Okay. That's it. Well, I appreciate whoever, I appreciate you guys who sent the text in. I know LaVonda, uh, the other young lady, I know she wanted her name called, and then the other person, I, you know, you just the one you just texted me, you're not even you got to send me your name. I don't have you locked in my phone, so I can lock you in the phone. But I see we've gone back and forth here for a minute on the text. Let's see if I can scroll up and see who this is. Oh, okay, Sonia, I got you. I just need to put you in the phone. All right, and I'll probably give you a call so we can talk about that question that you just uh, asked about the book. But we're done now. We're done with that book. We're moving on. <laughs> That's a straight old, straight old school there. You don't know about that one. 
Man, all right. Um, so today is Saturday. You know what that means? Subway Saturday. I'm going to get Subway to sponsor us, man, So <laughs> for the $10 meal. Uh, and you get cash today, straight to your cash app. All right, you got to be up on your music, though. Y'all ready? $10. See, I'm, I mean, where can I go today? Three, I can go mm, maybe $30 a day. See, so that means three songs. Three songs that y'all can get. Now, if Mark is on here, I'm going to stay away from some hip-hop because Mark is the king of that, and he's going to take, he take all the money. And then all these other folks who think they know hip-hop, they lose, and then they mad. So see if I can stay away from Mark over here. What I got? Uh, <laughs> you on the line? Huh? <laughs> Let's see here. I might have to come back to you. Okay, wait a minute. No, I think we did that one. Did we do that one? Uh, <laughs> All right, we go. Let's see. We did that one. We did that one. <clears throat> I don't know if we did this one. Well, Mark's going to get that one automatically, so I'll leave that one alone. Hold on. Let me go down here. i got to find something that... See, this is not easy to do because, you know, some of the... Most popular songs, everybody's going to know. So I'm trying to find something that was kind of popular, but not really that popular. So then, you know, folks have a chance. But if I, like, put Michael Jackson on, everybody's going to know that. Um, if I do, I had something else on here that I didn't do. Let me go to this page and see. Yes, I didn't, huh? Okay, well. Looks like Mars going to win then. So. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's go with this one. We
a friend of mine asked me to say some MC rhyme, so I said this rhyme I'm about to say. The rhyme was mecca and then it went this way. Recollect a mecca mic check on a windmill skill map. This cat's wearing Godfather hat. It's okay to parlay the forte better. Tell him tougher than leather. Swing another Bobby King thing and I wreck. But just like the white one, I get no respect. Money stay awake cause the other fake from Holly to the beacon. No, you're I'm going to stop that so we get away $20 a day. No 30 y'all. Watch that one. <laughs> All right, so Royce came back with Pete Rock. That was Pete Rock there, but that wasn't Pete Rock's song. Come on, man. Y'all should have known that's Ron DMC. I mean, as soon as you hear the voice, you should know who that was. <laughs> yep, Ron DMC down with the king. All right, so let's see here. Give you another one. Dee, 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 dee. All right, I'm going to give you old school. A little, a little old school. A little old school. All right. This is not hip-hop, though.
locked up, they won't let me out. And I had a long day in court, it stressed me out. Won't give me a bail, it can't get me out. Now I'm headed to the county, gotta do a bid here. I'm used to living luxurious, I don't wanna live here. The walls is gray, the clothes is orange. The phones is broke, the food is garbage. A lot of niggas is living with these circumstances. SP's the same, I still murder advances. Ran and told I should have murked the Kansas I popped for a murder attempt Knocked me on D-block when I was burning the hemp Had a brick in the stash Hope they don't take it to a fervent I can't believe they don't know this song But Mark, you don't want to know it When I hit my cell block Know the threat be out I'm steady trying to find the motive Why do what I do Freedom ain't getting no closer No matter how far I go My car is stolen I've done this before. I don't think I've done this one before. No, I did another Akon song. It wasn't locked up. Did I do locked up? No, I did another. It was another Akon song. That was uh, it was uh, the Akon with Snoop Dogg. I want to love you. We didn't do we didn't do locked up. See, that's, that's old folks. They'd be like, that's Akon. That's the same song. That's the same, that's Akon. No. <laughs> yeah, it is the Akon. <laughs> that's the same song. Heading uptown to Rio. Back with a couple so you got that one, Mark, just for the old folks to realize, this is the song I played by Akon, so y'all can know last time that he won. Now y'all, y'all understand, that was two different songs. I see you whining and grinding up on the floor, I know you see me looking at We got these young old folks in that kind of I think you want to hear that song again. All right, folks, that's it. Uh, that's it today, folks. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, $20. I wanted to give some more money to the other lady who thinks she knows. All right, folks, we're going to end the call today. I'm out of here. And, ma'am, uh, South Carolina, I'll text you back. And we could talk about that answer. So, all right. Appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. Let's go make some things happen. And uh, mindset call on Monday. Bye.